goblins and witches, wyverns, gnolls, and liches. You know my D20's been cast, cause it's a podcast. His name starts with B, pull out the dirt boys, with segments so fine, two guys pretty tall, Brayton, shake hands with me. Hey everybody, my name is Gary Butterfield, and with me, as always, is Brayton Cameron, my co-host on Teenage Dirtbags. Brayton, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. How are you, my friend? Shaking hands with beef. Shaking Just hands with beef. That's how I'm doing. Like, you know how there's, you could look at a dude and you'd be like, that guy's sipping Lakini's juice. <laughs> I, you look at me and you're like, <laughs> that guy's shaking hands with beef. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you put it, like... I know what shake hands with beef is, and we'll get to the secret origin of that later. I don't want to give it away at the top of the show, because then why would people tune in? Um, Mm -hmm. But when you pair it with another guy who's sipping Lakini's juice, it certainly makes it seem really bad. (laughs) It it does. There are a lot of things about this this video and song that are uh, subtly sinister. You know, Mm -hmm. like, uh, they're just like, it's a little bit creepy without being overtly creepy. Yeah. Like a like a night barbecue, like this seems too late for a night barbecue. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. You know? Yeah, I mean you got to think barbecue. It's summertime. It's l- dark out later, so it's probably after nine p.m. that they're sitting down to have like uh, beef beef burgers. Uh, so it's like ten o'clock, ten p.m. in a trailer park. Like, what is what are these people doing? Why is that kid still up? Yeah, that that's the thing is that kid needs to go to sleep. I mean, no wonder he's like a, a hellion. He's like, he's he's up past his bedtime so that he can have dinner because uh, the old man didn't want to start the grill until after it got dark. Like, yeah. is it Fourth yeah. of July and they had to wait for the fireworks? I don't know. Sh- shake hands with parental responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shake hands with DC, DFS, DCFS. The yeah. um, the reason why that kid's up is because this band, this video features. Like, all these little cutaway scenes from, like, it feels like cutaway scenes from Natural Born Killers. Yes. Like, there would just be, like, a flashback in Natural Born Killers, and it would be a scene from this this song. Yeah. Or this video rep. Uh, Gary, before we get too far into the video, I want to make sure we take care of a little business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? It's time for an elevator pitch. Oh, shit, yes. Gary and Brayden are friends with ideas. <laughs> I have I I've been walking through a desert of uh, sameness, and the only water is innovation laid on me. Okay, uh, I know you want some innovation. I know Gary, as a gentleman who has trouble with carbs, I might mm-hmm. have something that's a solution for you. I know you can't eat pasta because of your carb problem. Mm-hmm. So what if I introduce you to something called fettuccine? <laughs> oh, I, I I love it. I love it. I, I, I was expecting something as shitty as Fotini, but Fotuccini? <laughs> Fotuccini. Way more into it. Uh, uh, yeah, Fotuccini. Uh, it's one of our new brand uh, versions. Of, it, it's a new brand of something called Impasta, which Most. is fake pasta. It's, it, it's fake pasta. It's just Impasta. And our, our slogan, since it's an elevator pitch, we'll just get right into it. Fotuccini is an impasta that's impossible to hate. Uh, 
I I absolutely absolutely love it. And there are all kinds of other brands too. Like you get uh uh Nyochi, um mm. but it's spelled mm. no. No. Um that one that one doesn't come across in, in voice <laughs> quite as well. And uh far uh far fell fetched. <laughs> yes. Speaking of Pokemon, Gary, <laughs> let's do a which Pokemon is cutest tournament update. Are you ready? I'm I'm extremely ready. Mr. Mom and Pikachu, I think one is gross and I think the other is cute. Some Pokemon, they ain't that cute, but I think some are. How about you, Cobbletops? Okay, here we go. This week, it is Palkia versus Reshiram. Palkia versus Reshiram. Last week, you'll know that Tangrowth was defeated by Sigmapore, and we'll move on to face the winner of Palkia versus Reshiram. So this this is interesting. Mm-hmm. This is a tough one. This is these are both. We were talking about big Pokemon before. Yeah. Uh, this you know ten and thirteen feet respectively. These are both big dragons. Okay. Um, the uh, I also I have to admit I have a little history with Reshiram. Um, there is a song like a YouTube guy who did a rap to uh, I want to say it's to Eminem's Stan about how Reshiram is his wife. And okay. pretty pretty funny stuff. So I have some positive associations with Reshiram already. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Reshiram, even though I admit I might be biased. And the reason why is because Reshiram looks like uh, he or she has fur, mm-hmm. whereas Palkia looks a lot like a uh, a Pacific Rim monster. Okay. Like, okay. Kind of scaly and 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 rough to hug. And since, again, the contest is cutest, not who's the most battle-ready or, yeah. you know, tallest. Because uh, which Pokemon is tallest? Rish- when we eventually Rish- do that, Draka, <laughs> it's going to be really easy. Yes. Rushiram is uh, also has an ability called Turbo Blaze. Uh, um, <laughs> but also I want to point out in the drawing, and admittedly you've made your decision, so there's no backsies, but in the drawing, some of the time the kind of tail butt area of Rushiram looks like a torch signal thing that you would use to, like, signal Gondor to come to bet your aid. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's true. Reshram does have the disadvantage of being constantly on fire, um, <laughs> which typically is something I don't think is that cute. Um, you know, it's cute in Charmander, though. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I, mean, but I think also, I'm still going to go to episode. We all saw that episode where Ash is cold and, like, heats himself by Charmander's butt. So, yeah. You know, Reshram has a very weird, like, tuft of fur right at the crotchal area. Mm-hmm. Um, that is very, like, erect. And that's really weird, I guess. Um, I never really thought about that part. Yeah. I, that, that is a bewildering decision. You know what I'm talking about, right? You're looking at the same tuft yep. of fur. Yeah. I, somebody, uh, somebody decided that. I, I have no idea why, though. Yeah. It's very weird to me. It's a real it's a real furweeness. Yeah. It's like the, the Ninja Turtles out of their shells tour, how they each have, like, kind of dangles. And gums. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like, well, Reshiram hopefully doesn't have gums. God save us all. Uh. Uh, okay, so let's get back to the video. Uh, Primus, Shake Hands with Beef, the video directed by Primus's very own Les Claypool. Mm-hmm. 
So what are we what are we seeing here? What are the two main scenes? Um, well, the two things, as I mentioned, the uh, the nightmare nighttime barbecue that the like natural born killers. Huh? The nightmare. Yeah, yeah, the nightmare presides over barbecue land um, here. The other scene is uh, keeping with a long tradition of, say, like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers in the Great Wide Open, of having the mini band mm-hmm. in the video. Yeah. Because we got our, our little little miniature Primus. Yeah, Primus. we do. Little, yeah. little tiny, tiny Primus who are insects playing on a trash can. Yeah, like little little cuties. Um, kind of insects. They also end up being like jet fairies. <laughs> they like, do I, have like <laughs> real sparkle butts with no real control. Like they do fly, seem to have wings. I don't know. They definitely fly from the power of their butt, though, which is the weird part. Like it's <laughs> like it, it's almost like somebody they 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 gave them these wings with computer graphics, and then someone was like, "But how do they fly?" And then went in and gave them jet butts <laughs> without realizing that like flies can fly without jet butts. <laughs> But flies do have that different color butt than they have the rest of their body, so maybe oh, it's sure. a little tiny jet. That's that's true. We don't. We, I guess we don't know. I, I think flies are one of the grossest, one of God's grossest creatures. So I will, I will not uh, inspect one closely if I can help it. Okay. I think they're pretty nasty. Yeah. So Gary, yeah. this uh, this song in particular, "Shake Hands with Beef," comes off of Primus's uh, Brown album, which I think is mm-hmm. like fifth or sixth album. One of the things I love about this album in particular is that um, uh, Brian, the drummer, they recorded all of the drums in just a giant room with one microphone, mm-hmm. which gives it that like weird like cacophony sound of echoing. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, the the drums are like they do sound very unique. Um, I've never been a Primus guy. Mm-hmm. It's not like I, I always have friends who are real into Primus and like. That doesn't really work for me. Like I, I recognize the guy as being super talented. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, this amazing bass player. But like, it always feels a little bit like, uh, uh, you know, hiring a, uh, like hiring you know a master painter just to paint something I don't like. Like the the end result ends up being like, oh, this is very talented. But like, yeah, you know, it's just really like weird a melodic. Sure. You know, even when it's fast, like even when he's not. This song is specifically a melodic, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's the point of it. it is the song is super percussive. Yeah. Um, but even when he's hitting notes, like it's too fast to like pick out what's going on at any point, you know, right. um, it's kind of not for me, but I've heard a lot of Primus just because, uh, our mutual friend, Austin Cliff, yeah. um, is, is a big fan. So let's, let's take it through the video, um, step by step, shall we? Okay. We're introduced yes. to the scene in which, uh, there is a barbecue. There's these flies hanging out there. You're of course shown the bug zapper in the first scene. Um, check out Bug Zapper. Yeah, it's like, hey, Bug Zapper, foreshadowing. Um, and and then the family is sitting around for a barbecue. Uh, you don't, at this point, you only see four of the characters, which is the mom, the uh, dad, the precocious kid, and then uh, someone who appears to be grandma, maybe? I think it's probably it's some kind of grandma or just old woman that they're holding. <laughs> capture, captive of some kind, just like a, just kind of be relaxing. Um, it's so it's so unsavory. Mm-hmm. Like like she doesn't know that she's there. Like she, somebody came up to her and was like, "Hey, grandma." And I feel like if you just go up to an old lady and say, "Hey, grandma," and like ask her to come with you, like your your odds are pretty good. Yeah, six that, six that seven, work. Uh, seven times you're going to get somebody. Yeah, you're like somebody will follow you home. Like 
you know. Um, and this this kind of felt like that because everything is so unsavory. Like all the people, it just seems like kind of like something wrong is going on here. Yeah, there's definitely uh, something a little bit off about everyone. Um, the the dad seems a little too excited and um, kind of like hobo chic um, <laughs> <laughs> about grilling. You know. Um, mm. It seems like this is like he's been working all week. This is his one chance to have fun. Um, yeah, and it's just grilling burgers. Right. Uh, the mom is also a little weird. Like, one, I'd like to bring up what she does, and then also one of our favorite segments to follow. She puts, like, half of a jar of mayonnaise into, like, a salad that she's making, which uh, makes me say, Gary, it's time for GrossMidWesternMomMeals.com. .tumblr.com. It's grossmidwesternmommeals.tumblr.com. Yeah. This this whole video could could really count as a gross midwestern mom meal because even yeah. the dad dad made it. Um, these burgers are not very appetizing looking. No, I mean, um, he flings one at the kid at one point, um, and it is like a black hockey puck that leaves a grease stain on the side of the trailer. It's a bad burger, and there's nothing going on in these burgers. It's just like, eat this mayonnaise salad and have these dried-out bread burgers. Yeah. I've, I've never yeah. had it, but um, something that, that Jamie brings up a lot is this thing called hot dish. Do you know what hot dish is? I've heard of hot dish, yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's it is it's like a Minnesotan thing. Yeah, and it, it's like ground beef, uh, tater tots, and cream of mushroom soup. Yeah, I've, I've had, that is like the, the template. Anytime you can add a can of cream of mushroom soup to something that is not cream of mushroom soup, yeah. you're getting, you know, the, the real, the, the, the glue that holds gross investor and mom meals together. Mm-hmm. Um, hot dish is, there's a, um, a bunch of games called Puzzle, Puzzle Agent, okay. which are like Professor Layton by way of, uh, Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, you know, the agent is, is stationed in Minnesota and everyone just keeps talking about hot dish. How much they want to keep wanting to make hot dish, and he's he's really weirded out by it. Um, but then I looked it up afterwards, and I was like, "Oh, it's yeah. a real thing." Oh, I've eaten it. Uh, so it's like, just it's the like not I don't want to call it lazy, but it's like such a nonsense naming convention. Like, there's no way that you can tell what it is from the yeah. name of it if it's even food. Like you, can't. yeah. <laughs> like dish is a really wonderfully non-specific way to refer to a food. Mm-hmm. Like, like, don't they? Wasn't there like an like a old timey kind of f- phrase for like a woman who is attractive being called a dish? Oh yeah, yeah. You could you could definitely refer to a, a hot lady as a dish. Yeah. And if she's hot, you call her a hot dish if you want. But you'd actually be referring to a gross window as her mom meal. <laughs> yeah. Why do I remember? I think I remember this from an episode of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles TV show, in which uh, what was the name of the nerdy girl on that show? Was it like Thelma? Uh, yeah, it was something. It was something like like Thelma yeah. Irma. Was her Irma? Name. And like at some point, I think Donatello is like Irma. <laughs> like, look at that dish, and she's like, "Oh my!" But it was really a satellite dish that was oh. behind. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was like a little upset afterwards that Donatello wasn't into her. Yeah, she thought she was going to get a Diet Pepsi break. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's, it's like the, those commercials where the, the the ladies all go down to the office to watch the fire, like hunky firemen, take off oh, their shirts and drink that's Pepsi right. instead of yeah. uh, a constantly near naked turtle. 
a uh, very muscular <laughs> near-naked teenage turtle uh, did some science on a satellite dish in order to stuff Shredder. And and she was was just so turned on by it. Like, the degree to which Irma wanted to have sex with the Ninja Turtles is something that, like, I've thought about often. It is... <laughs> It's like she's she wants that more than I want anything in my life. Like she wanted to bone down a tello more than I want to live happily for the rest of my life. Like it, it's amazing. I think she was just an outcast and she wanted love and they were all outcasts and then she found some sort of secret bond and and maybe she overreacted but but it's only natural for her to attach herself to these other outcasts. I guess that's true. The uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's uh, yeah. this. This is. I mean, I feel like this has been. We didn't officially title at the top, but you let me know that and everything has mm-hmm. been uh, one one episode of one of our favorite segments of the show, uh, the Breton Cameron Love Zone. Love My name is Romeo Jones, and I'm here to play love songs. <laughs> Where you give love advice and kind of just general dating and life advice. Um, for myself and for our listeners, and, and kind of you know talk about what connects people and what brings them together. Yeah, which I'm in no way qualified to do. No, no, but it, it is uh, somehow it always ends up working out, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that about you. Well, thank you, thank you very much. So uh, let's talk more about this video, shall we? Or yes. did you want to talk about something else? No, no, we can we can continue the video. Like it, it, a lot of weird stuff happens in the video, but it's also like. The specifics are not so outrageous. Mm-hmm. It's just the tone. Yeah. Like, it's it, like a tone poem of images. Yeah. Um, it is that classic 90s thing where the band is, um, you know, they recorded it slow and then sped it up so everybody looks herky Oh, yeah. The tool it move. Does, yeah. It doesn't It doesn't seem to happen, or a Busta Rhymes move, for that matter. Oh, sure. It, it doesn't seem to happen with the people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's because they're flats. They're they're or right, they're they're the electro flats. electrobots, like they're 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 mm-hmm. jet butt boys. So yeah, they, the they jet butt fly fly bug men. Um yeah. so so the um okay. But the, but I meant the family that are enjoying the barbecue. I don't feel like they're sped up and slowed down. They seem about right. Mm-hmm. But still Because they're not they're not butt boys. Yeah. Um Okay, so so you're finally were introduced to uh, the I uh, presumed daughter, um, who comes out during this uh, uh, verse about uh, a young girl being raised right by being fed huge slabs of beef, uh, and she kind of does this like faux sexy walk that's like really disconcerting. Disconcerting is the word, man. Yeah, it's yeah. just like. I was watching it and just being like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm supposed to be aroused by this or I feel like I'm supposed to. But I am. I know. I mean, (laughs) it felt more like, I felt like they didn't want me to be aroused. They wanted me to think I should be. And I was like, Mm. I don't think I think I should be. (laughs) That, that is again, very similar to natural born killers Mm -hmm. where like there are parts where, uh, uh, our cat is, is kind of sexy, but also, just the grimy feeling in your soul from, from watching it <laughs> is, uh, you know, is, is too, too strong. Um, I, I'm looking at my notes here. I don't, I don't have that much, uh, mm-hmm. for it. Um, I have that it is too late, uh, for a BBQ beef toss, a <laughs> baby hamburger. <laughs> I have, 
Jetpack flies. It is sad when flies get near your beef. Um, <laughs> and then I have uh, fade out in the middle of the chorus, question mark. Because the, the video actually ends like just in the middle of a chorus fading out. Oh, it's, does you know, it? Yeah, the, the one you sent me at least does. Oh, okay. I didn't even realize yeah. it. I was really surprised. Earlier you hinted at the secret meaning of shaking hands with beef. Do you want to enlighten me? I would love to. Um, so, Gary, uh, the secret meaning of shaking hands with beef is basically comes back to um, Les Pool and his, his friends in the 90s uh, had uh, a big thing for Taco Bell. And specifically, he had a vegetarian friend who occasionally would eat Taco Bell, and he referred to that as shaking hands with beef. And he would oh. he would uh, go ahead and eat tacos. So I think the chorus of the lyrics of the you know, the lyrics of the song, so the chorus specifically, roll out the cannon boys, drink us some wine, puff Tijuana Smalls, shake hands with beef, is uh, they're having kind of a relaxing kind of chill party where they're mm-hmm. rolling out the cannon, which is the water bong. Uh, they're drinking wine, they're eating Taco Bell, and they're smoking a small... Uh, the Tijuana Smalls are just small uh, cigars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Having a nice barbecue with their if, bizarro if, family. If uh, if I were a vegetarian and I were going to break my vegetarian vows, mm-hmm. um, I would not do it for Taco Bell. Yeah. Like, I, if I was going to shake hands with beef, like, man, not Taco Bell. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. And I don't think he, he considered... The way I interpret it is that I don't think he considered it breaking... Uh, vegetarianism, just so much as like he and and beef were acquaintances, and occasionally they shook hands. It's like how you can jump, but that doesn't mean you can fly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like sometimes yeah. how you have wings, but your butt propels you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. So yeah, unlike, so I, yeah, unlike what you would assume when uh, one say. Uh, drinks Lakini's juice, <laughs> one does not <laughs> shake hands with beef in a uh, sexual manner. No, because at, at first, like, that was my, my first instinct. It was like, oh, it's about jerking off. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of a good good term for jerking off. Yeah. Like, shake hands with beef, that's not bad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, not not the case. Um, Brayden, just before we, we wrap up, mm. I just want to get really, really quickly out there. Um, one last... Dead at 21 recap. Oh, yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Season 7, Live for Today. Ed and Maria's feelings for each other are tested after partying with a surfer and his friends. And that has been the Dead at 21 recap. Well, that, like, I'm sure it is, a, it is a thrilling 21 minutes of television. Can you imagine what happens during... With that premise, like it's so weird because he's like the, pre- the previous premise, he's going to kill the cybernetic president. Yeah, and in this one, he's like hangs out with some surfers. He just has a shake hands with beef barbecue beach party, <laughs> and and it tests his feelings. And it's named after a really really good song um, yeah. by the uh, the Grassroots. The um, so yeah, that's uh, twenty one, and, and that's been teenage dirtbags. Yeah, um, what did well, we learn today, Braden? Well, we got two things real quick, Gary. Uh, oh, sorry. I don't mean I'm to sorry, you. One, Nick's picks. Oh, I apologize. I'm sorry. Let's get some Nick's picks in there real quick. Nick's picks! 
picks. Knicks picks. Hey guys, it's Nick with Nick Picks. This week, my favorite element in table salt, chloride. My favorite chemical being used by the US government to control our brains, fluoride. And my favorite song by Foghat, Slow Ride. Da-na-na-na-na. Okay. Hey, um, Nick. Uh, okay, and then two, I want to just talk about um, how I don't understand who the audience is for this video. Uh, specifically, it seems as though the family is both aware and unaware that there is a camera there. Like, <laughs> who is the camera character? Because people seem to talk to the camera in a sort of a, like, home video, hey, sort of way. But then they're also articulating towards it. And at other times, the camera is just an observer. It's inside the... Um, it's inside the, the trailer when the mom is making the gross Midwestern mom meal and pulls the Kleenex from the inside of her apron, which is to suggest she cries a lot. Um, <laughs> you know, and this is a revealing moment. And yet, yet, like, we're outside and they're, like, dad's doing a funny face to the camera. And, like, I don't... Are we at the barbecue or are we not at the barbecue? I think it's meant to give you an increased feeling of immersion and being in this terrible, terrible spot. Okay. Like, I think we're, we're supposed to, we are the POV character. We're like, you know, the gross cousin. Like, like there are a couple of archetypes from this kind of thing that are not there. Like, there's not like a, a wacky uncle with like a really gross plaid suit and mm. a real greasy comb over. Sure. Like, I think we're probably meant to be the Neil Hamburger character that's missing from this. <laughs> the irony is that we've been cooked. Yes. Yeah, like little, like little tiny Neil's hamburger. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, sorry to push you towards the end of the show. I didn't. No, no, it's you. okay. It's okay. But now that um, we're at the end of the show, let me turn it around, Gary, and ask you: What have you learned today? Um, I learned what shake hands with beef means. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned that uh, that trailer park life. I lived in a trailer park when I was very young. It was not like this video, but yet I wouldn't go back in case they've changed in the intervening years. Would you? Maybe, would they're, you, maybe they're like this now. Would you say that if we're going to call this video trailer park life, would you say that your life was more like the video for park life? Um, <laughs> I wish. Um, the park life, if I remember the lyrics to park life, it's kind of idyllic. Like, not idyllic, but it is just very chill. Mm-hmm. The, uh, if I remember, that's what the park life is like. Um, I was more a basement life. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I had a realization the other day where it's like, I, my studio is in the basement. Um, I used to live in a basement. I no longer do, but my studio is in a basement. Uh, I have a job and a volunteership, and both of which are in basements. Like, mm-hmm. And then I have a class that's in a basement. Like, I just go from basement to basement in this town, and I couldn't be happier. I love basements. <laughs> it's a good so, way to beat the heat. Yeah, it is. I'm not, I'm not even being sarcastic. Like, I love a, bun- uh, love a basement. Um, the other thing I love is how, despite everything we learned, like, people who are listening to this probably think, like, oh, that's it. Like, we went through Nick's picks, the show's mm-hmm. over. Um, however, they ain't seen nothing yet. Because every episode of Teenager Bags ends with me reading a poem about an onion. Brayden, are you ready? I am ready 
lay it on me. Give me that tangy, sweet, sour, smelly goodness. All right. This this poem is called Zeno. <clears throat> Zeno's paradox, as I journey to the center of this bitter little cold clock, and I use a knife to enter closer to the center. Things aren't getting better. It's only getting colder. I wish I could send a letter instead of just getting older. In the mirror, I am Todd Rudgren, eating a bag of Funyuns at the bottom of a canyon, slowly filling with champagne, floating towards the center. <laughs> These bubbles are my mentor. I am to Funyuns as Funyuns are to onions. Very good. I like that. I like that one a lot. Thanks, bud. You're welcome. Good, good night, everybody. Oh, good night.